One of my favorite subjects to talk about is the subject of faith. And I'm going to be sharing uh, beginning in Hebrews chapter 11, verse one, where the scripture says, now faith is the substance of the things we hope for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, a lot of people think that's a definition for faith, but really it's talking about how more how faith works. And so when we think of defining faith, what is faith? Well, we would define faith as assurance or trust or confidence. But how do we have assurance or trust or confidence? We have assurance or trust or confidence uh, because we know God and we walk with God. So uh, I think one of the simplest definitions of a person of faith is a person who walks with God or a person who knows God. People of great faith are really people who know God. And uh, my greatest friends of faith are people who have an intimate personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen now when it says faith is the substance of things hoped for if we don't have hope then faith would not be a possibility so how do we define hope well we define hope as positive expectation in its simplest form hope gives us positive expectation positive expectation towards god positive expectation in life of different things and you know you hear some people i heard the governor of colorado speak the other day he gave me absolutely no hope and, uh, you know, uh, before that, Donald Trump spoke, he gave me lots of hope. So I had a positive expectation because of the words that were spoken. But then the governor of Colorado spoke and he gave me no hope. And so uh, then Joseph Z, he just got done teaching. Joseph uh, was praying uh, a couple of days later with me. And uh, he said, Pastor, how are things? I said, well, this go governor is discouraging. And so Joseph and Heather went to pray and force and Barbara's like, let's get on that Colorado website and let's look at that. And we looked at it. And uh, we figured out, even though they were telling us we can't, we believe that we can legally have church. So we're cranking up church on May the 3rd, on our first Sunday, when our governor's saying it might be June or September, or maybe even January. He doesn't know. He's not giving us any hope. We're going to be the first large church in Colorado that opens. We're going to open the charge to open the country, praise God, and, and get the word of God out, get people set free by the power of God. So faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of th things not seen. So before you can have faith, you've got to have hope. Hope is the, the ground that faith grows from. Somebody asked years ago, Smith Wigglesworth, this question, uh, how does great faith come? And he, he gave a very simple answer. It's actually found in Mark chapter four, but he said, first the blade, then the ear, and then the full corn in the ear. So faith is the substance of things we hope for and the evidence of things not seen. So as we begin to look at this, if you don't have hope, you're not gonna have faith. So where does hope come from? Uh, in the sense of faith, in the sense of God, hope comes from the word of God. So we get a positive ex expectation from the word of God. One of the first things that happened uh, to me about 41 years ago when I first came into relationship with Andrew Womack was this, uh, I, I began to hear the word of God preached in fullness. I began to hear the word of God and the promise of God preached in power. And I thought, praise God, I don't have to be sick or poor, or defeated by the devil. I can believe God. And that remains the tr true today. And it literally that hope, amen, uh, created faith in my life. So when I heard the word of God, the word caused me to hope in God. In fact, the Bible actually says this in, uh, uh, let's see, it's Romans chapter 15, verse four. It says through the patience and the comfort of the scriptures, we might have hope. 
And the Bible says that in Colossians chapter one, verse five, that there's a hope laid up for us in heaven, which we heard in the truth of the gospel. So when the truth of the gospel is preached, when the truth of the grace of God is preached, when the truth of the promise of God is preached, the word of God, the promise of God causes hope to come in our life. And then hope is that ground where the, you know, this, the, the word grows and, and faith comes from the word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word, word of God. And it comes first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the air. So before you can really have faith, you have to have hope. You know, we, what we called hope in Christian realms was really not hope at all. It's just, well, maybe God will, maybe God won't. You don't ever know about God, but thank God when we hear the Bible preached and the promises of God and truth, we can have hope and we have hope in God today. Now, when he says faith is the substance of things we hope for and the evidence of things we not, don't see. When, when I think that faith is substance, in other words, I don't believe this is really a definition of faith. I believe this is talking about how faith is operative. And in Hebrews chapter 11, the Faith Hall of Fame, we really begin to see all these different people of faith. And how can we tell that they have faith? We can tell these people have faith by what they say and by what they do. So, you know, we got a lot of people in the body of Christ. They got a lot of bark, but not a lot of bite. In other words, they're saying a lot of stuff, but they're not doing a lot of see the Bible actually says faith without corresponding action is dead faith without works is dead. Uh, another translation of that in James chapter two, I believe it's verse 26 it says about three times in James chapter two, but James two 26 says faith without works is dead being alone it's just like a body without the spirit is dead or faith without works is just like a corpse. So if you think about one of the old Westerns and they go out and hunt this guy down and they, 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 you know, bring him in for reward and they got him strapped across the saddle. I mean, he's dead. He's just a corpse. He, he has no, act. so there's a lot of people and they have faith, but they don't have corresponding action. They're all bark and no bite. They're just like a corpse. They're not, they're not producing anything. There's not a lot of different things that are coming from it. And so we don't want to be like that. We don't want to be all bark and no bite. Praise God. We want to be people of faith. And now we could tell all these people in Hebrews chapter 11 were people of faith. And the way we could tell they were people of faith is by what they did and by what they said. He goes through Hebrews 11. He says, by it, the elders obtained a good report. So we obtain a good report from God through faith. He goes on and says this, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than, than Cain. So Abel gave an offering. And then by faith, Enoch was translated uh, that he would not see death. He walked with God. Again, again faith is a walk with God or knowing God. And the, and the greatest people of faith, are, I know, have a very close walk with God or they know God. Praise God. And so when, when God speaks, they're listening. Praise God. They're connected with God. And because of that, they're operating in great faith. He goes on and says this. Uh, without faith, it's impossible to please him because he that comes to God must believe two things that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Or you must believe that God is and that God is a good God. You know, even the devils know there's a God. The devils believe in tremble, but they really don't believe in the goodness of God. But thank God, we not only believe that God is, but we believe that God rewards. We have a relationship with God and we believe in the goodness of God. Now, as we go on down through Hebrews chapter 11, he talks about all these individuals of faith. Again, you can tell their people of faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for because they hope in God. It's the evidence of things not seen. 
their lives were evidence of a God that you cannot see. Praise God. And so we have evidence of a God that we cannot see by what we say and by what we do or by what we do and what we say. He, he says, by faith, Noah being warned of God built an ark. The scripture actually says, Hebrews chapter 11, verse seven, move with fear or, or reverence, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Now think about Noah for a little bit. Noah, you know, it, 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 most Bible scholars believe in the days of Noah, it had never rained on the earth, that the dew came up from the earth and watered the earth. And so God spoke to Noah and he spent a hundred years. He was 500 years when God spoke to him. And then he was 600 years old when he entered into the ark. And Noah and his three sons and their wives and their families spent a hundred years building an ark because he had a, a dream, a vision. And, uh, and, and people were mocking him. People were scorning him. The Bible calls Noah a preacher of righteousness. But, but Noah believed so much in his relationship with God. God told him the very specific dimensions of the ark, told him how to build that ark. He got all the animals and got them on the ark. I mean, think about a man having a relationship with God to spend a hundred years of his life with his families and, and his children, his grandchildren, with putting everything that he had into that. And yet there was seemingly no reward. And yet at the end, there was a huge reward. It, it, he prepared an ark to the saving of his house and he condemned the world, became the heir of righteousness, which is by faith. And so we look at these people, they had a very real relationship with God. They heard God in very specific things and they lived that life out by faith. And you could tell they were people of faith by what they did. Their lives were, were, were the evidence of a God that you could not see. It goes on and says, Hebrews 11, verse 8, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out of the place where he would receive an inheritance, obeyed and went not out, not knowing where he went. So Abraham was called from Babylon. Think about this. Abraham left a very developed society. Most people believe that they had, you know, underground sewer and running water in Babylon. And Abraham went to live in a tent. And it, I mean, it's a huge journey to the promised land. He got halfway there. And then when his father-in-law died, he went in on into the promised land and so it says by faith he sojourned in that land of promises in a strange country dwelling in, in tents with isaac and jacob the heirs with them of the same promise for he looked for a city whose builder and maker was god it says this through faith sarah herself received strength now all these other people by faith noah built an ark by faith abraham looked for a city but and then it says through faith all the other people are by faith but through faith sarah received herself strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful that promise praise god she judged god faithful all these people had a relationship with god they believed in a god that you cannot see faith was the evidence you know, faith was the substance of things that were hoped for, evidence of a God that you could not see. And so it said, Sarah received strength to conceive seed, was delivered of the child when she was past age because she judged him faithful. She judged God faithful. Thank God we have faith in God's faithfulness. Because of this, it says in verse 12, Hebrews 11, there sprang forth one of him as good as dead, even so many as the stars in the sky of multitude in the sand, which is by the seashore innumerable. These all died in faith. Hebrews eleven thirteen. 13. 
not having received the promise, but have seen them far off. So before we see the, uh, you know, receive the promise, we've got to see it, right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. We begin to see, we begin to hope in the word of God. It's the evidence of things not seen. The difference between faith and hope is this. Faith, hope knows it's a possibility. Hope is a positive expectation. What most people call faith is really hope. I know that God can do it. I, I know that's a possibility, but faith is, I know it's mine right now. Not only God can, but he will, and it's mine right now. It's in the present tense. And so it says, these died in faith. They hadn't received the promise, but they saw them afar off, and they were persuaded of them. They were convicted of them. Think about how convicted what Noah was to work for a hundred years on an ark with his whole family when people were mocking him and scorning him. But he just kept doing it because he had a relationship with God and God had spoken to him and he, he believed in that vision. And so they were persuaded of it and they embraced the promises. Thank God we have embraced the promises. We have embraced what God says about us. We have embraced what the word of God and they confessed. You know, when you really believe the word, not only are you going to act on the word, but you're going to speak the word of God. You know, the world's saying all kinds of things, but we don't have to say what the world says. We can say what God says, glory to God. Now, I'm believing some powerful things, and I have confessed them. I'm believing that no plague comes near my dwelling. That's my physical body. I'm believing that no plague comes near my house. That's for me and my wife and my children and their families. I'm, I'm believing my son Peter's right in Singapore, right in the middle of where that, you know, that thing broke out right next door. He said half a Half of Singapore went to China in the middle of January. Half of his church went to China in the middle of January for Chinese New Year. And they've had like three, three outbreaks of this virus or whatever. But my son's healthy and, his, and, and my daughter-in-law's healthy. And they're going to have a baby here in June. And that baby's healthy, praise God. I, I'm believing no plague comes near me, my, nor my house, nor my family. I'm believing that I pastor a big church. I'm believing that not one person in my church gets this plague. Glory to God. Psalm 91 verse 10 says, no evil will befall me and no plague will come near my dwelling. So that's what I'm believing. That's what I'm speaking. Glory to God. I'm getting ready to open the doors. Hallelujah. Now I had one man in my church. He's about 80 years old. He came in to bring his tithes the other day. He's working every day except for on Sundays. And he's very productive and very prosperous man. But his sister got sick. His sister doesn't come to my church. She got the virus and she has kidney problems and she has uh, you know, blood problems, but, but he came to church and brought his tithe. And he asked my assistant, uh, there in the office and her husband to pray for him. And they agreed with him and prayed for his sister. And then later uh, he called her son. Her son doesn't come to my church either. And he had the plague, but he called him and said, uh, you know, what do you think? He said, well, I have a lot of peace. And, 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 and Bob, the man that comes to my church said, well, I have peace too. And, and he said, I went to church today and I took my tithe and I prayed. And, and the son said, well, when did you pray? He said, we prayed at noon. He said, at noon is when this great peace came over me. Hallelujah. Now, three days later, that 84-year-old woman with multiple physical problems and difficulties that was put in the hospital with this virus that most people would say would die. She was completely healed and, and, and let out of the hospital in three days. Why? Because we have faith in God. And you know what? We can believe God not only for ourselves, we can believe God for other people. And so we're going to say some things different. We're going to look different. We're going to talk different. Why? Because we're not like the rest of the world. And so he says, for they that say such things plainly declare that they seek a country. 
And verse 15 says, for if they'd been mindful of that country where they came out of, they might have had opportunity to return. You know, we got some people always whining about how good it was where they came from. Well, if, you, if it was so good, you're going to have opportunity to go back there. So quit whining about the past. Quit whining about where you came from. And start looking at where you're going. Praise God. Where we're going is a lot more important than where we came from. But he says, now they desire a better country, a heavenly country. And God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he prepared for them a city. Now, when we look at this, it says, by faith, when he, uh, Abraham was tried, he offered up an, an offering. He offered up Isaac. Isaac represented to Abraham everything that the promise uh, had. And he that received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac, thy seed shall be called. In other words, everything God promised to Abraham was, was right there in Isaac. And Abraham was willing to lay him on the line because he had such a relationship with God. He accounted that God was able to raise him up from the dead, even from where he received him in a figure. Abraham had a picture of Isaac being raised from the dead before he was about to slay him there in Genesis chapter 22. And the angel of the Lord grabbed his arm and said, Abram, now that I know, praise God, that, that you, you're going to do this. And, and so he, 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 you know, blessed him and, and he, he multiplied and said, blessing, I'm going to bless you and multiply him, I'm going to multiply you. And so he said, he, he, he received him in a picture. You've got to get a picture from God that looks greater than the natural picture. And says that by faith when Jacob was dying. Now we turn the corner here. All these people that we talked about, Abel, Enoch, uh, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, all these different people. We could tell they were people of faith by what they did. Like I say, some people say they have faith, but they're not doing anything with it. So Abraham put his money where his mouth was, praise God. And because of that, God came through for him. But not only it's what we what we do, it's also what we say. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob, it says in verse 20, and Esau concerning things to come. Isaac spoke a blessing. So thank God when we have faith, we can speak blessing. And by faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worship leaning on his staff. And by faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones, praise God, his faith affected multiple generations, praise God, and when they left Egypt, they carried out the bones of Joseph, praise God, just like Abel's faith, praise God, he, he, he's still speaking even though he's dead, praise God, so we could tell people are people of faith by what they say and by what they do, in fact, if we go back up to Hebrew chapter 11, verse 3, if we're going to be great people of faith, we're going to talk differently, we're going to act differently, we're going to live differently than the world. Hallelujah. We don't have to go hide in a hole in fear, but praise God, we can go boldly, praise God, with a smile on our face, declaring the lordship of Jesus, declaring that we're healthy and strong and doing the will of God. It says in Hebrews 11, verse 3, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. God spoke words and those words create, caused creation to come into existence. Praise God. And we, when we speak words of faith, it can change the very surroundings. It can change the very nature. James chapter three talks about this. And he says, our words are like a fire, that's a spark that sets on fire the course of nature. 
so we can by our words when we believe in god we're going to speak different we're going to talk different we're going to declare things we're going to speak things hallelujah I, i'm believing words that were spoken over me years ago Andrew Womack gave a word over me in the year 2013 and said, I don't know what's going to happen, but he said, you're going to have a flood of people come to Karis Christian Center. Something is going to happen. You're going to have a flood of people come to your church and you've got to get in church. You've got to get ready or you're not going to be able to contain the people. Well, praise God. I've got a 121,000 square foot building. It cost me $10,000 a month just to pay the, the utility bill. Glory to God. But I've got insurance. I am ready. Ready for the harvest. I'm ready for the flood. Glory to God. Some of you need to get ready, praise God, for some different things. You need to start living by faith and believe in God. And it might cost you something. It might, you know, cost you to think, you know, get up a little earlier and and and, 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 and different things. But praise God, we're expecting a harvest. Now, you know, I, I believe that word. I've listened to that word over and over and over and over again. You say, Pastor Lawson, that's a long time ago, 2013. Yeah, I know it. It's seven years ago. It was the last Sunday of September, 2013. But you know, I keep that word in my heart. Why? Because Andrew Womack spoke in words over me before. He's given me about 20 words of wisdom in the last 42 years. And every one of those other 20 words have come to pass. But this one, but I believe now is our time. I believe the time is now for us to receive the harvest. Praise God. The time is now for us to rise up and go forth and shine with the glory of God. Amen. I believe the time is now for us to lead the way. The church ought to be leading the way. The church ought to be making the difference. We ought to be shining, praise God, like the sun. Glory to God. So we we believe and speak. We, we get hope from the word of God. And, and we get hope. Amen. Positive expectation from the promises of God. We get hope from those things that have been spoken over us in the past. Those words, you know, that, that we that creates hope in us. But now by faith, we're, we're, we're walking that out and we're we're taking steps. We're, we're acting in faith. We're speaking in faith. Things that agree with what God has said about us. Thank God. And we're not looking for a lot of trouble and a lot of difficulty, but we're looking for, 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 you know, great things in the future. Praise God. Because we're living by faith. It says by faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. God framed the world with his word. Amen. I have a picture in the frame. It says Jesus. Praise God. Amen. And, and, and so just like that frame, you know, ha, ha, holds that picture. Our words are the framework for the world that we live in. Praise God. And so we're speaking words of faith. We're speaking words that are beyond where we're at. We're believing God supernaturally. I remember in 1998, I went to a meeting. I was still pastoring in Kit Carson in a very little place in eastern Colorado, a village, you might say. And, and Mark Hankins was preaching some things that were challenging me. But when I came home, you know, my wife said, Mark is right and you're wrong. You know, my, uh, you know, Pastor Billy Epperhart, pastor of the church then, and, and Billy had been there and, and, and Billy had invited us to a week of meetings and he paid for our hotel and he paid for all of our meals, Barbara and I and the three boys, 1998. And, and we were there receiving all week. We gave about a hundred dollars in the offering. We, you know, we didn't have a lot of extra, but you know, I gave Billy year for years after that $50 a month. He didn't even know. I talked to him another day. He didn't even know I'd done that, but I gave him for years. I gave him $50 a month. 
I kept sowing into his ministry. But when I was there, Mark spoke some things that challenged me. And when we left, we went to McDonald's and we were at McDonald's and, you know, I, I bought, you know, two, four double, you know, four quarter pound cheeseburgers. They were two for $2 in 1998 special and one quarter pound cheeseburger meal for $3. So $7 for a family of five, got four waters. I went to the bathroom, came back and there was my quarter pound cheeseburger and a French fry box and one French fry. I said, my goodness, Barbara, I said, where are my French fries? She said, Mark was right and you were wrong. You could be a one French fry man if you want to, but you can believe God for more, praise God. So I made a decision. I was going to believe God for more. And I made the decision, you know, and, and when I went running, that was on Saturday. And then Sunday I preached. Monday morning I went running early in the morning. God, you know, God spoke to me and said, Mark was right. You're wrong. You need to get over it. You need to start thinking differently. Praise God. So I started thinking differently. And once I accepted that truth, you know what? Things begin to expand in my life and different things begin to happen. But one thing that happened, God spoke to me and he put a word in my heart and he said, Pastor, he said, Lawson, if you can pastor a church of a hundred people and give away $50,000 a year to missions and other ministries, you can pastor a church of a thousand people and give away $500,000 a year. And you know, it took 16 years or something for, or 18 for that to happen. That, that happened in 2014, I think, in 2004, 16 years after God spoke that to me. Our church gave away $500,000. Last year, you know, when we consider the cash that we gave away and then the value of goods that we gave away, we gave over well over $500,000. And we're doing that on a regular basis. But now the picture in my heart, what is the picture on the inside of you? The picture in my heart is pastoring a church of 10,000 people and giving away $5 million a year to other churches and ministries. Praise God. Sowing into the nations of the world. So praise God. Faith is the substance of things. I've got a positive expectation in my heart that comes from the faith that the relationship that I have with God. And it's taken me a while to get here, but praise God, I'm not going backwards. We're going forward by faith. Amen. And we're moving into our divine destiny by faith in God. Faith is the substance of things we hope for and the evidence of things not seen. By faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. So just like God framed the world by his word, we are framing our world by the words that we speak. We believe that God is. We believe that God is good. We believe that he rewards those who diligently seek him. And we're taking steps of faith every day. Praise God. When I built my first church, my granddad said, how did you do that so quick? I said, I get up every day and I put one foot in front of the other and I just keep going. I'm living by faith. Praise God. I was with Dr. Lester Sumrall in, in Israel in 1987, and he had a vision of feeding the nations of the world. And he said, I'm going to buy a military C-130, and I'm going to buy a huge ship, and I'm going to take food to the nations of the world, and I'm going to preach the gospel. It looked nearly impossible. When he came back to the United States of America, the, the leadership of the United States of America said, there has never been a civilian organization on a military C-130, and there never will. And what Dr. Sumrall did, he went and bought a big piece of ground on the South Bend International Airport, at just South Bend Airport there in South Bend, Indiana. And he built a, a hangar for a C-130, a huge hangar. And praise God, you know what? There was never a civilian organization owned a military C-130 before that time. But he bought one, praise God. And they took food and fed the nations of the world. And when the 
when they had the problem with the Kurds, he was working with ministries there in Europe, and he was flying a C-130 load of food and gospel tracts to the Kurds, and he saved an entire generation of people because he had a vision that came from God. Thank God we can live by faith. We can put one foot in front of the other. We can, we can walk by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight, so we're going to keep moving forward. We're going to keep moving into our divine destiny. I believe the word that was spoken over me years ago by Andrew Womack said, you're going to have a flood of people come to Karis Christian Center. I believe it's happening now in the name of Jesus. I believe people are coming. I believe it's going to happen for you pastors that are listening. Those of you that are there, you, you get involved with a good gospel preaching church. Amen. That's preaching the grace of God. That's preaching faith in Jesus. That's creating hope on the inside of people because we're not living like the rest of the world. Praise God. We're living by faith. Thank God. Faith in God will change your life. Amen. Well, I'm so glad that I got to share just a little bit and you keep living by faith, walking by faith, speaking words of faith. And finally, frame your world by the words that you speak out of your relationship with Jesus Christ. Love you. Bless you. Thanks so much.